your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome. I'm Mike For more great local oh, talk, Mike. join me weekday morning starting at 6 for Lacrosse Talk on Wisdom. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> hey, all right. <laughs> Way to start the new year, Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Sola. Join me right now, 5.07 p.m. All right. Uh, way to way to kick off the new year. School threat. Another one. A bomb threat. We can we can now say this was a bomb threat at Lacrosse Central High School. Uh, schools evacuated. I think. Uh, unfortunately, anyone that has any experience with what happened this morning, if they're evacuating a building like they did, um, and there's not a imminent threat of somebody shooting, that it's going to be a bomb threat. And that's precisely what it was. Their update just came a little while ago. If you want to check it out at wisdomnews.com at Central High School. And if anyone wants to talk about what they've heard and what they feel is happening over the last, I would say, two months now, two two months or so, um, with uh, schools all over this area, all over the country too, is but all over this area, uh, with essentially threats, and some of them are hoaxes, some of them are real, some of them, honestly though, nothing, nothing has happened. To you know, there's been no consequences to the general public or the students or the teachers or the staff so far. So that's good, right? There's there's a little bit of a if we want to be positive in 2022, we can look at what's happening. Sure, there was a school threat today, and that's bad. And uh, we, we wish it didn't happen. But also, it was uh, nothing happened, right? Like, there was no bomb, and nobody got hurt. And so, we'll we'll do that, right? That's that's what we'll do from now from for 2022. We'll just be positive. Uh, Eric from Sparta is calling. Eric, go ahead. Yes, this is a scourge of the Internet. The Internet is a devil of the world. Exactly what it is. These kids, young kids can get away with saying anything they want, and you sit and take it like it's a threat. Let me tell you something, Rick. I would, I'll give you a definition of one thing. Offensive. An overused, overused term co-opted by fragile pansies when the truth hurts. You don't know the truth because these people are liars. These kids, are just kids. There's kids on the internet. Hey, well, anyway, uh, we don't know if kids did this. No idea. They got an email. Don't know where it came from at this point. I don't know why we're blaming. Uh, I don't know why we're going after the word offensive. Eric didn't say liberal itself, but I feel like Eric didn't get my memo right before that, that we're doing uh, positive news. We're just talking positive about situations now in terms of... Uh, you know, bomb threat happened, canine units sent to the school. I think the Wisconsin State Patrol uh, lent the La Crosse Police Department these uh, canine, where did it, where did it go? Ex- two explosive detection canine teams. Here's the way I think about this stuff when it comes to that aspect of it. Uh, State Patrol sends us two explosive detection canine teams to go into the school to look for a bomb threat. However, that works. It'd be nice. That'd be a, that might be an interesting conversation, right? Like training the dogs to do that, 
what what they're doing, how they go about is, is are they in there alone? Do they go with somebody? Uh, but right away, I'm thinking, okay, the dogs are in there alone. They're sniffing around the building. And uh, boy, I hope there isn't a bomb because I don't want the dogs to die. That's how I'm thinking about that right away. Uh, sure, I'm sure I'm not the only one, right? I don't want anyone else to die either. But I'm thinking like the, the, the school's already evacuated. Everyone's out of the way. The only thing that's, the only entity, the only people in there anymore are just two dogs. Dogs are people too, you know. So my whole thought process when I got that update from the La Crosse Police Department and the La Crosse School District was, oh no, they sent dogs in there? And can we do explosive detection feline teams? Can we send cats in instead? No, I'm just kidding. I like cats too. Not as much as dogs, but I like cats. Anyway, so if we want to talk about the lacrosse school threat, a central high school school threats, the second one in, um, I would say the last. God, I'm, I want to look at the. Let's see here. Which one was central? I have to. I have to sort them. So there's been a couple. If you haven't been listening, uh, the last one was just under a month ago. Well, no, the details came out just under a month ago. The last one was two months ago. Uh, November 11th, Central High School canceled classes for a different kind of threat. And that one was from a student. And it was, I would say, I don't know if it's more serious. Because all, they all seem serious and they're all very, these two things are, are super unique. We could talk about the one that happened in November 11th as well. Uh, and the, the, that, that led to an arrest of, a, I believe, a 17-year-old student. And then there was one at Logan that led to... Um, they all kind of get mixed in my head. The Logan one we talked about on Friday with UW Lacrosse political science professor Dr. Anthony Chagoski. We've talked about this one a couple of times. It was, I think, a couple of students in the cafeteria making a fake Snapchat, Snap, Snapchat account and watching all that unfold. You could watch it right on camera because the camera in the lunchroom watched the kids do this. And um, the only thing we don't have at this point is consequences. I don't know. I don't want, right away, I'm thinking like it'd be nice to know the consequences, but we don't have that at this point. And with minors, it's it's a little it's a little bit different because you gotta you withhold the names at some point. The thing is, in Iowa, two Iowa kids killed a teacher. They're 16 year old 16 year olds. They allegedly killed a teacher over there, and we know their names, and they they might get prosecuted as adults. And it just seems really weird. I'm like they're 16. I mean, they killed someone. It's awful. Uh, but everywhere else, we kind of we withhold names for kids that young. So and do it a little different in Iowa, I guess. Or maybe the crime is so serious. Um, might be a time to have Lacrosse District, Lacrosse County District Attorney Tim Grinke on to kind of. Eh, maybe we should go over some of this stuff. It'd be interesting to talk about. Uh, I'll see. I'll see if he's busy this week and uh, get him on. But anyway, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talking text line. If you want to get in here, shoot me a text. Shoot me a. Shoot me a phone call. <laughs> call me, 608-785-7914. Uh, we'll be back. Brad's got to do the news. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. If you want to get in here, I'm Rick Solom. Talking about the next school threat that happened this morning. Central High School, it's the... Sort of the second one could be. You could almost say it's the third one at Central High School because there was there was another incident with some writing on a sidewalk or something like that. Um, but this one, 
This one was an email. An email sent, just a bomb threat, sent over email. It's kind of all we know in that regard. Who sent the email, figured out, we'll see what happens. I'm guessing it'll, I don't know how long it'll take. With, uh, with the last school threat, I want to say, I just got to make sure I know which one's which. I think the Logan school threat took a little bit longer. One of these had to deal with Facebook and Instagram and then just getting information. No, maybe it wasn't either of those. They're getting all mixed in my head. So, But this one was simply an email sent to, and we don't know what the email said, so that, that should come out. We can, we can get that information at some point in time. We'll see how long it takes to get that. Sometimes it's a month. Sometimes it's two days later when we request these things from the police. Uh, just just getting that email is probably not all that complicated. I wonder. I kind of wonder what it said. If it was a long, some long email, and then it seems to me that you're sending emails, you're going to get caught. I mean, there's. Do we have payphones anymore? I don't know if we have payphones anymore. I guess we got enough cameras. If there were a payphone. Because if you go to a payphone, that's how it was. I, I feel like if you watch TV shows, it was always the the joke was always that they call in a bomb threat so that I don't have to go do my homework that day, right? But you got to do it from a payphone because you can't can't really trace the payphone per se unless there was a camera on it that showed you making that call at that time, or if you use credit card, uh, the new payphone with credit card. But anyway, yeah. So school was evacuated today at Central High School, and they sent the kids and probably the staff and whatnot all to Longfellow. So part of the evacuation plan, stuff that you never think about until it happens, oh, they have a plan that when the school needs to get evacuated, they don't send them home. They send them to, in this case, Longfellow Middle School. And those, then they congregate there for the day. I don't know how that works after they get there. They hang out. They go to the gym. Is it an assembly day? Is Are people just hunkered down? Are they... We play a game of basketball going. What do we do? It would be interesting to know. Uh, number three is calling in. Number three, go ahead. You're on the air. How's it going, pal? Did you get an update from your granddaughter or what? Uh, well, she just told me what I heard on the radio. Yeah. On the television. But I tell you, you know, you talk about calling on a payphone. Yeah, some people don't even know what that is. What's a payphone? Oh, well, that's where you put money in it. Right. Well, I know that, but I, I grew up with those. But, you know, would your granddaughter know what a pay... She probably doesn't know what a payphone is. Oh, yeah. Grandpa tells her everything he knows. Okay. We've, we've passed on the tradition of payphones. Right. Anyway, here a couple of years ago, two girls called in the Holman school from a payphone at the Quick Trip on Alaska. So they just traced a call back, and then they looked at the video from the quick trip and it showed the two girls calling in. Yeah, they had a camera on there, right? Yeah, I had a camera at quick trip. It showed them right at that time calling into school. <laughs> anyway, I think what we're going to have to do, Rick, is uh, instead of slapping their hands, or I don't even know if there's community service that they do, like picking up bubble gum at school or on the sidewalks, that's usually community service. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to put an example out there, say uh, 90 days in the Crossbar Hotel. We uh, let them out for their education, which they got to have. And then that night, the uh, cop car picks them up 
and takes them back to the Crossbar Hotel to spend the evening for about 90 days, and I think we'd get rid of a lot of this stuff. Well, who do you want? I mean, at what age is that inappropriate, though? How long, How young are you going for that? Well, to me, it wouldn't make any difference how old they are if they were made the call. they got to pay the fiddler. Yeah. Well, if so, they're, I mean, if they're, they're 12 uh, 18 year old? years old or 13, or could be somebody just making a crank call, uh, you know, not even the students, as far as that goes. We never hear about these things. Yeah, they, they end up in juvenile court, and they kind of... I, I talked to Brad earlier, and I just said, we 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 really... It, it, like, it gets lost in translation after the fact. We don't know what happens to these kids after the fact. So, yeah, what happens... Uh, to a, a 16-year-old. In Iowa, they're prosecuting those two kids that they're, they're, they're talking about it. Right, um, right, As adults, they killed right. their, their teacher, I think. And, um, I mean, they're 16. So, I mean, that's pretty young. Like, But, yeah, but obviously they're young, they, but yet they're young enough. They're old enough to drive a car, ain't they? But, yeah, it just makes me go, what the hell, what <laughs> the hell is wrong with you? And thing is it should be on their record. So further down the road, uh, when they go out for employment or something like that or in the military service, that's on their record. That ain't going to look very good. I don't care how, how old they are. We got to put a hammer to this pretty soon. Yeah, there needs to be there needs to be something done, and we probably need to figure out what. <laughs> I mean, if you listen, did you listen the other day when I had John Havlicek on the, the essentially the uh, the school union president? No, I didn't. The teachers union president, I should yeah. say. Okay. Well, I mean, he talked a little bit about how uh, a year after a pandemic, kids are back in school. You think everything's normal, but he said like it's 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 tougher for teachers now. The kids are a little a little bit. I don't I don't want to I don't want to put a word to it because you know I don't want to say rambunctious because that just means one thing. And if they're a little you know angrier, that doesn't that doesn't make oh, quite sense. Oh, but they're oh, acting oh. out. There's a little bit more of this acting out, so to speak. Uh, yep. From kids, and it's harder on teachers and administration, and and then they're not really sure what to do. I don't think. Well, so. when I was in school, if you stepped out of line, the teacher took you by the collar and shook the shook you a little bit, or you went down to the principal's office, or you got kicked out of school and had to go to Wee Wee Tech. You didn't get like the tape tape measure slapped their tape ruler. What is it? The ruler uh, slapped. I've seen it done. I never had. I was never on the wrong end of the stick. Put it no. that way. What about that? Should we go back? Up a few times. Nobody's we... perfect. So you're just saying grab the kid by the shoulder and just shake him until he figures it out? Well, that's what I've seen done. We didn't have bomb scares years ago, Rick. We didn't. We did. We've had bomb scares. I don't. Not when I was in school. I was in high school in the '60s, early '60s. Well, what did you have? What was like the worst thing that happened in schools back then? Oh, maybe took the teacher's car and put it up on, uh, picked it up and put it up on a boulevard or something like that. Oh, so you're just you're just Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, yeah, Grand Theft. So Auto, no big yeah. deal. No, no big there was nothing like that years ago when I was in school. You've never heard of a bomb scare, or a bomb threat. Talk yeah. to the old cops. I don't think they even remember it. School shootings. No, no, no school shootings. We used to. Uh, uh, bring a, bring your guns to school at the trunk of your car because we went squirrel hunting or duck hunting that night after school. Yeah. Right. So, but times are changed now. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. Carry on. Don't right. shoot yourself in the hip tonight. I I'm not going to have any guns in here, I tell you. Uh, 608-785-7914. Candace texts in and said, I support number three stance, I'm thinking. Um. 
give give them a more adequate punishment for their actions. Make those kids be homeschooled. Parents have to step in, be held accountable for their parenting or lack of parenting. So, um, well, number three is wants to lock these kids up and then only let them out for school. I don't know if that's going to help them because they might just they, they maybe because they're just like, wow, I really shouldn't uh, email bomb threats or threaten to go kill teachers and students, of course. Um, but do the parents, how, how much, uh, good, that's a good point, how much are the parents responsible for your kids' actions? And what what do we need to do to the parents? Do we need to take them? Maybe they, instead of going to uh, to the Hooskow, as my dad would say, to the to the jail cell, as parents, maybe the parents need to take some parenting classes or something. I don't know. How to talk to your kids. How to tell your kids not to threaten kids at school. Um, but and there's also that underlying problem. Why are... Why are these things happening? Why are kids threatening to go kill teachers? And we are, we we just we can throw out that phrase "mental health." It's a mental health crisis, but nobody, not nobody, I would say a lot of us generally just okay. Mental health. I don't. I I, I guess I don't know what that means though. I mean, we see that all the time from pro athletes. Yesterday, we saw Antonio Brown for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the third quarter of a football game. Rip his jersey off, rip his shirt off, rip his shoulder pads off, and walk down the f- edge of the field and wave goodbye and quit the team. Um, mental health. I would say that's a mental health crisis. What does that mean? I'm not exactly sure beyond that. And these kids uh, probably not getting hit in the head as many times as an NFL player. But still, something. It's got to might be something to what's going on mentally there with some of these kids. Other kids, maybe they're just... Maybe they're just mad. I don't know. And maybe they just don't understand. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text if you want to get in here. we got to take another break. Scott's comment coming up. Brad doing the news. We'll be back. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Welcome to the new year. Starting off the new year with a bomb threat at Central High School that evacuates the school. We're going to think positively about this. And positively thinking, nobody was hurt. There was no bomb. And essentially, kids just had a more interesting day at school today and had time to reflect and think about their lives, I guess. Anyway, um, it's committee week as well in the city of La Crosse. If you don't know what that means, it means the big committees... the. We call them the big committees. There's there's multiple committees. There's a lot of them. Not a lot this this month. If I'm looking at the uh, the agenda, the city committee, council, all that stuff, the agenda here, not a ton of... In fact, it, it, I don't even have to scroll my mouse. I can see it all on one page. But tomorrow will be the Judiciary and Administration Committee. Thursday will be the Finance Personnel Committee. We've looked at the budget for tomorrow, and I can't understand some of the terminology. <laughs> but Chris Woodard uh, has something, uh, City Council Member Chris Woodard, and I, I, I just bugged him because I was looking at this earlier, and I thought, and I, I, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I just text him and see what's up. But he doesn't have time right now, but there's a, there's some something to do with cats. There's an ordinance that has to do with community cats or the terminology or how what are we, what are we calling. Uh, there's cat colony or... Community cat caretaker. I don't, but I don't know what what it's about. So, and I don't, I don't know if 
I don't know if we can we can get to the bottom of this or not, but but this is something that is on the agenda under with Chris Woodard, and we'll see. I don't, I don't know. We do have we have Chris. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Do you want to try to explain this this thing to me or not, or do you want to do that later? Sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. I can uh, I can try to explain it to you right now. Yeah, because um, tomorrow so what, is, it, what it is. Uh, Tomorrow's the JNA meeting. It's kind of a kind of a quiet meeting, right? There's not a whole lot of things on the agenda in this month, really. Like the the city council doesn't have a lot of stuff. Committee week is usually pretty pretty uh, for us anyway. But I would I would imagine for you guys, committee week where the JNA and the and the F and P commission committees meet, that's usually a pretty busy week, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but but on this agenda, there's only there's only six things, Chris. That you you must look at that and go, wow, what a relief! I, we only have to do six things on the agenda. <laughs> well, I mean, it's nice, but uh, you know, all right, next month it'll be busier. All right, so you're what I would call the sponsor, right? You're the sponsor on uh, uh, an ordinance to amend section six of the code of ordinance of the city of Lacrosse regarding cats. So what what is this? Can you just explain it? Yeah, I can. So, uh, you know, kind of what we're trying to uh, accomplish here is through this ordinance change here, uh, hoping to stabilize the, you know, the the cat population in our community. Um, By doing this, you know, they can trap, neuter, um, bathe, and vaccinate, and then return to where they came from. Um, In that, obviously, it is going to control the population. Um, It'll kind of address uh, nuisance complaints if there has been any by any residents um, hopefully lowers the animal control costs and you know could help alleviate like public health concerns um, it's really a great program I know it probably caught people you know off guard or whatnot or they don't quite understand it but uh, you know, a lot of thought has gone into this not um, not just by being many other people and, uh, you know, this is a, a great way to proceed, and uh, the Humane Society is also behind it. So it's all around good for everyone. So what's, what's the, because you're amending an ordinance, so what's the, what, what, what was the city doing? What would you like to see the city do? Um, so right now, I believe um, what, what was going on was the Humane Society would, obviously, if there was a cat running wild or whatnot, they would, capture the cat, um, hopefully if they could find the owner, well, then the owner would be found. Otherwise, it would go up for adoption. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at some point, um, you know, if those cats weren't sociable or whatever um, and they didn't get they didn't get adopted, you know, other things would happen to those cats that wasn't, you know, it's not humane to do. Well, they put them down, right, essentially? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And then now what? And what are we trying to do? Instead, now, now this. Um, so, if they find that wild cat, um, not wild cat, but you know what I mean, a community cat. Uh, You're calling they, him a community cat. Something yeah, like we live in a neighborhood, and this cat comes by, and we we give it milk, and then it goes to the neighbor's house, and it's a nice cat, but nobody really owns it, and it just lives outside. Yeah, it just lives outside. Okay. Um, it if it was caught, it would be, uh, it would go through everything. It would be trapped. Um, if it wasn't spayed or neutered, it would be spayed neutered. Um, therefore, it wouldn't create, you know, further cats down the road. 
Um, but how do you determine whether or not to? Well, and then we're releasing the cat back to the neighborhood it was found. Yes. In, instead of the Humane Society keeping the cat. If the owner's not found, yeah. Okay, yeah. If the owner's not found, but are we like we? There's there's the thing called feral cats. These cats that are like really wild and aren't friendly at all. What is there a difference between? You know what I mean? Like, uh, how how do you determine what, what, what when you would release a cat back to that neighborhood? Um, those once it once it goes through that process, um, I believe it's going to the the tip of the ear would be um, would be removed um, under humane, humane ways and right not cruel to an animal, and then that would distinguish you know whether you know if it's been through the program already. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, I, at that point, that probably won't come back to the humane society, right? But are they doing? Are they going to release all the cats as long as they're vaccinated and don't have rabies and all that stuff? Every cat would just be released instead of going to the humane society. Um, no, I think that there's still going to be a there's there's I don't believe that there's a change in that period. Um, I'm still actually waiting on some clarification on that. Um, there's still going to be, you know, the process that it would go through for somebody to claim it. Right. But if nobody claims it, but but if the cat is crazy, are we putting are we releasing <laughs> it back to the wild? If it's a feral cat, you know what I mean? We we can give it all the vaccinations and, and spay it or neuter it and clip its ears so people know that it's it's safe. It's not going to give you rabies or whatnot. But if it's a, one of these cats that just lives in the wild and nobody can interact with it because it's, you know, feral, essentially, are we releasing those cats yeah, the, versus? That is going to be determined by the, you know, the animal control and the humane society. Okay. But you, um, how much research have you done on, like, cats in the wild? Because from what I hear, cats destroy all the, like, birds. Like, they're, the, they're a detriment to the rest of the wildlife in, in a city or wherever they are. Well, there are uh, there are quite a few studies out there, um, and a lot of good information out there. Um, don't mind me while I'm just kind of pulling up my paperwork that I have on it. Um, I believe one of the um, one of the organizations here was Alley Cat Allies. Um, they had a lot of good information on um, on this whole program um, that could be found at alleycat.org. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really has a lot of good information. Um, might be able to answer questions um, that you may have. Um, the Humane Society of the of the United States also has um, a, a really well put together. Uh, I guess I could say brochure on um, you know community cat, you know managing community cats and everything like that. Where did this originate from? We're t- we're speaking with City Council Member Chris Woodard. Uh, is this because you got a you got a neighborhood cat, Chris, or did somebody somebody in your? No, in your I, I don't have a neighbor. <laughs> did somebody in your district? Is is this been something? Has this been something that maybe people in your district have talked about, or uh, does it just come out of the blue? Um, it's you know, kind of a, a thought behind it was to get to that that threshold of you know a no-kill shelter. Um, I, I don't remember the number, but the Humane Society is um, very well close to that, but this was going to help push them over you know, over that threshold. Yeah, they have a lot of cats, I think, usually. 
yeah. for the most part. And then there's a there is an Oak Hill shelter in the Crescent, and they too have a lot of cats. Um, <laughs> all right, well, cool, Chris. I think I uh, appreciate you, you coming on last second there to just kind of give me an update on that. As you guys will meet on this tomorrow in committee, and people can head to to what are we doing in person at the Southside Neighborhood Center as well? Yeah, it's in person. Um, you can be in person at the Southside Neighborhood Center, or uh, I believe you can still join online too. And if you had any comments, um, you can do it that way as well. Anything else? Like, you feel comfortable. Anything else on this agenda tomorrow for the JNA committee? Anything else that's just? I mean, because that one stuck out to me, but I'm like an animal guy, so I wanted to know. Um, but the rest of the stuff seems pretty, pretty, pretty bland. Yeah, pretty straightforward. Um, there's nothing, you know, big. I guess everything is big and to a certain individual, but uh, yeah, nothing that stood out to me either. Nothing as exciting as uh, cat radio for me, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. Cat radio. <laughs> I really I, I appreciate you coming on last minute, man. Thanks a lot. All right. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. All right. That was Chris Woodard. Uh, yeah, it's on the uh, it's on the agenda. The judiciary and I always forget it. Judiciary and Administration Committee meeting tomorrow at 6 p.m. Southside Neighborhood Center. Also, you can do it. You can just go. You can zoom in. Essentially, it's not Zoom. It's just you just click a link. You don't even need Zoom, and the links on there. You have to download a PDF or two to get there. Actually, I think two to get to the to this this. No, you only have to download one PDF. Sorry, uh, to get to the meeting. But um, anyway, I'll, I'll I have thoughts on this. But let's go to the phones quick. A caller, who's this? Yeah, it's Joe. Hey, Joe. So go are ahead. they going to use tax dollars for this? I, good question. I should have asked him. <laughs> um, yeah, because honestly, because are they going to do that with dogs too? So let dogs just run around, roam around, and and become in packs. And I mean, to me, that just seems like a. Why don't they just continue to do? I realize the Humane Society is probably full of cats, but maybe what people should start doing is making sure that cats are actually kept inside. And if somebody is letting their cat run around, because I know of a situation where that has happened and the cat was caught and is now running around again, but to the same owners that had it, they got it back. But they need to realize that they should be paying a fine. I can't just let my dog run around, and I wouldn't want to let my dog run around. So I think if tax dollars are going to go into that, I think that's a waste of money, and I think they need to rethink that. Well, if the cool and I don't know, I guess if the Cooley Region Humane Society gets a stray cat, they're I believe they're doing all the same things. They're probably yeah, but who's who's to, who's going to release the cat back into the? Well, like, and why and is the city council? What what are they what are they doing that they have to be involved in? You know, let the humane society do what they're doing because they work off donations. I guess the the I think the overall thought here for Chris maybe was. Because at, after a certain period of time, the cats at the Humane Society are put down, right? They're, they're, they're killed, more or less. Um, and he doesn't well, want right. to see that happen. So if we re-release these cats back to the neighborhood and they can't reproduce, he's, he sees that as a better, uh, a better alternative. Um, and, but like and, you said, they still, they still actually go after birds. They kill rabbits. They, you know, they, can be, they can turn vicious, too. I've had wild cats in my backyard, and... You know, um, I don't want them in my backyard. Yeah, I I completely disagree with what Chris is thinking here. So I didn't want to I don't want to yeah. bash him. I, I tried to get I tried mean. to understand it. Yeah, I um, had one stalk me and my dog one night, one morning, and it was a kitten, and it was stalking us, kissing at us, 
not that I was afraid of it, but you know, it it is what it is. They're, if they're feral um, and they can't be rehabilitated, maybe unfortunately, maybe they need to be put down. Yeah, um, this is the one time you call Joe. We a we agree, and b your dog's not barking in the background. The one time your dog should be barking in the background. What's up with that? Yeah, she's not, she's not. So. She's taking a nap today. She's busy. What's your yeah, dog's name again, Joe? Um, it's uh, Bailey. Bailey, okay. That'd be great. Next time you yeah. call and I hear her barking, I'll, I'll remember. <laughs> Bailey. Okay. Put, put, put okay. Bailey. All, All right. right. Thanks Have for the call, night. Joe. Bye. Um, wow, me and Joe kind of come through with consensus there. Yeah, I don't I don't understand. I, I, I understand the idea here with uh, not wanting to put the cats down because just who wants to see animals put down? I mean, anyone that's a meat eater, I guess. <laughs> but... But on but the but to re-release cats, what cats would I guess maybe the Humane Society would determine what cats are releasable, re-releasable into the community they were found. I just don't see why. I don't I don't agree with it because from what and in Joe and Joe uh, Chris said it. You can go to what it was Alley Cats. I'll have to go back and listen AlleyCats.org or something like that. The Alley Cats website. Uh, they're pro cat, so they're going to give you all the pro cat, uh, the pro cat agenda. <laughs> so, uh, why that would be a good thing to to have cats in your neighborhood or something like that. Um, I got to take one more break. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. We went from school threats and school bomb threats and and whatnot to uh, cat talk, which is way more down my alley. But um, alleycat.org, that was the website. I'm looking at it now. Uh, but I had a couple of callers here. Jim wanted to talk about this uh, city committee ordinance or committee on the committee agenda for tomorrow night. Jim, go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, one problem that uh, he didn't address. I'm a cat person myself. Mm-hmm. But he didn't address how do you keep these cats from freezing their ears and their feet in this kind of weather if they're running out there wild? Yeah, definitely. There's when it's negative five degrees out, uh, cats probably need to hunker down somewhere. They probably figure it out, but yeah, the, the, to put a cat back out in the wild when it's five degrees below zero seems cruel and unusual in itself. And another experience I had was that uh, we put our cat out on a leash, and a uh, cat came in the yard and chased and bit it. And then we have to go to the vet and probably get rabies shots because you don't know if that cat's fixed or not. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate the call, Jim. Thanks a lot. Um, but then, and that right there is what Chris is trying to partly trying to prevent is uh, somehow you got to catch these cats and then you, we're gonna we're gonna give them shots for rabies, vaccines, all that stuff, and re but then re-release them to the wild. I just don't know. I just don't know what what when and when when you do and don't re-release them. Um, and how you, like, man, how do you catch a feral cat? It's impossible. You can't catch feral cats. How do you do that? I don't I don't have a ton of experience with it. I'll admit that. Uh, Eric's back. Eric, go ahead. Yes, I love animals any way you look at it. I love dogs and cats. One time in my life, I had a dog. My dad hated cats, and I said, and I decided that I want to get cats, not because it is a dislike of them, because I just liked them. And I've had them my whole life, and every damn one of them I had was a, uh, cat out in the wild, and I picked them up, and they happened to be the best cats in my life. They were friendly. They're just absolutely wonderful cats. I got one cat. I and outside, I got one cat outside. I had for about five years, 
But he, he bit me a couple of times. He's kind of a little bit feral, but I, I tell you what, when I hit this winter, I put a, I got a heating pad and a water thing, a hot water thing, not yep. hot water, but yeah, a heated water. bowl. So we got hot water and uh, thing. But he still is still kind of feral, you might say. Yeah. But I love him as much as I love myself, and I sure you love just as much as you love Millie. But I tell you this, I love cats. I get a splash spot in my head from, and I don't care what anybody says about him. All right, thanks. Thanks, Eric, for the call. Uh, <laughs> I don't blame the cat for biting Eric. <laughs> All right, number three is back. Number three, go ahead. We don't have no cat problems out here where I live on the south end of La Crosse. We got a fox that goes through the neighborhood. He likes cats and rabbits. <laughs> what do you mean, likes? The fox likes to kill them. <laughs> no, I just wanted you to say it. I thought, maybe, you know, you could have said they, they're friends. No, they're not friends. <laughs> they're, that's, they're, that's the fox's meal. Now, if we catch the fox uh, de- and, and get it its shots and uh, clip its ear, can we re-release the fox back out in the wild? I okay? suppose some goody two-shoes would say let it go, yeah. Well, I like fox. Are we killing foxes? We just let foxes go, right? Well, I'm just saying he takes care of the rabbits out here and the cats. The fox does because he's got to eat, too. You know, it's, it's nature. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah, for sure. Thanks for the call. Uh, yeah, if uh, that would be a, a different way the city could go, maybe to get rid of the uh, the cat situation in the area instead of having to try to catch these cats, which are already apparently trying to do, and and get them rabies shots and other vaccinations, and then re-release them instead of doing all that, just get more foxes. We should do that. Just get some foxes and release them into the neighborhoods, and then they'll take care of the rabbits who are eating all our garden stuff, right? And the cats who are biting people like Eric and Joe, or Joe's dog, anyway. All right, that's all the time I got for today. Thanks, everybody, for listening.